Section 33 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brian Keenan. Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1, Section 33. Sunday Morning, 15. Read the Law Delivered by Moses and our Lord's Sermon on the Mount. Preached at nine o'clock at Boyer's, then went to the church at Dover, and preached in the woods at three o'clock on Acts 17.30. I was plain and faithful, but the people will and will not. Our own people do not keep so close to God as they ought. This injures the work. Monday 16. I went to Hilliard's, and the people attended very well. One is brought under deep distress, who some months back persecuted and kept back his wife. I said at that time, perhaps he will be glad to come himself. And so it is. Thank the Lord for this. I preached from Psalm 145, 18-20. I had liberty and clear views in speaking, and believe the word went to the hearts of the hearers. I rode twenty miles today, and if Brother Cromwell does not come, I must take the circuit. I bless God for health, while many are sick around me. May I do the will of God, and live and love. Then, come life or death, all will be well. Tuesday, 17. I spent part of the day with Mr. M. W. very comfortably, and find him a teachable man in his station. I met Brother Alfrey, and heard of the violent proceedings of some men at Lewis's, who were encouraged by persons who ought to know better. But what are W.G.'s, T.Y.'s, Presbyterians, Churchmen, or Methodists, if they have not the Spirit of Christ? All of one Spirit. I rest contented, believing this will work for good. God can and will vindicate His own cause. Wednesday, 18. My spirits were flagged with a tedious ride to Widow Howard's, but found it was no time to give way to dejection. I preached with difficulty to a large congregation on Isaiah 55, 6, 7. Thursday, 19. Rode to Scotton's through heavy rain, preached to a crowded audience. Friday, 20. Went to Forest Chapel and spoke to a large congregation. I returned to Brother Shaw's and wrote to Brothers Cox and Ruff. I am grieved at the imprudence of some people. But why should I be grieved? The work is the Lord's. May I be faithful in all my ways, and attend to my own calling. Sunday, 22. I went to a Presbyterian meeting, and heard a good sermon on the Epistle to the Church at Laodicea, truly applicable to the unfeeling people, who are so full of politics that they seem to have turned all religion out of doors. It is time for the watchmen to cry aloud. I went to the drawbridge and preached to about three hundred people. The work of the Lord goes on, and every denomination of Christians appear to be stirred up. Well, if Christ is preached, we will rejoice. Monday, 23. I rose with a sense of God upon my heart, preached on Colossians 1, 9-12, but not with much enlargement. In class I found the people lively. Thus hath the Lord wrought for us, according to his power. 
Tuesday, 24. My soul is humbled. Oh, that I may feel divine love every moment, that my spirit may be holiness to the Lord. I preached from Psalm 7, 11 through 13, at A. Purden's, near Satan's synagogue, had many to hear. I did not spare them. Afterward I visited a distressed soul under deep depression. Wednesday, 25. I went to Shaw's and preached from Luke 13, 24 through 26. Had some opening, and the people appeared to hear and understand what was said. Thursday, 26. Rode to Wells's and spoke close, but with little liberty, to a serious but not very lively people, on Matthew 11, 4-6. Brothers Wyatt and Alfrey both spoke after me. This morning I ended the reading of my Bible through, in about four months. It is hard work for me to find time for this, but all I read and write I owe to early rising. If I were not to rise always by five, and sometimes at four o'clock, I should have no time only to eat my breakfast, pray in the family, and get ready for my journey, as I must travel every day. Friday, 27. I wrote to Stokely's and spoke pointedly on Hosea 10:12. I met Brother Wren in Dover, and we traveled together three days. Sunday, 29. Preached at Boyer's on Luke 7, 23 Some awakenings, but my spirits were dejected by false reports. Oh, what a shame to grieve at those things! What is our honor? Blessed are ye when men shall say all manner of evil of you falsely for my sake, saith the Lord. Oh, how ought I to be humbled, that such trifles affect me! But I speculate too much, and reason upon the dark side. I preached at Dover at three o'clock, from Psalm nine seventeen. I spoke very plainly, and Brother Wren spoke better than ever I heard him before. Monday 30. I wrote to Hilliards. There were about forty people, and a little melting among them. The members of society are slack. I rode to L. Alfrey's the same afternoon. Brother Wren says I should not ride the circuit, and go where I am most wanted. I think it would be better for me, and for the work of God. Tuesday 31. I preached at Brother Alfrey's on Luke 13, 24 through 27, and had but little liberty. But the people were melted and stirred up. There is an evil here. I believe some were improperly taken into society who never had any deep conviction. I am afraid of them. Some are fallen into sin. Others have been on the verge. In the afternoon I preached at Mr. Wilde's on Acts 13, 26. To you is the word of this salvation sent. The poor old man is mourning after God, and was comforted a little. I had great sweetness in speaking, and liberty of soul, but at times I am under some gloomy fears for the cause of God. Wednesday, September 1, 1779 I went to the widow Howard's, and was enlarged on Psalm 7, 11-13. I thought some felt the word, but oh, how great the work to bring sinners to God! It is the work of omnipotence. Alas, how his poor dust labors and toils in vain without him! I returned to Alfrey's and employed my spare moments in taking notes from Newton's third volume. 
Thursday, too. I was closely taken up in writing, but met the society. They appeared to be humbled, and resolved to set out anew. I pressed them to have prayer meetings, and they appointed one before they parted. Friday, 3. I went to Poplar Neck, and preached on Isaiah 55, 6, 7. Then rode that night twenty miles to Dover, and was comforted in society meeting. Saturday, 4. I changed my purpose, and instead of going to Williams's, went to Thomas White's. Preached at night. Sunday, 5. I rode to Williams's and preached at eleven o'clock on Matthew 21, 44. Then rode to the drawbridge, where about three hundred people were waiting. I preached on Malachi 4, 1, 2, and hope it reached some hearts. Monday, 6. Preached at Caleb Furby's on Romans 6, 17, 18. I spoke strong words and argumentative on the subject of salvation from all sin, and answered some objections against the doctrine. I then met the society and gave appointed exhortation to stir them up. I have been straitened in speaking and sorely tempted, but the Lord will help me and has blessed me to the people. I have had little time for anything but traveling. Preaching is but half my work, and ought not to take up all my time. Wednesday, 8. I preached at Shaw's to about two hundred attentive people, from Romans six twenty through 23 I hope the Lord's work goes on. Thursday, 9. I was unwell and was relieved by Joshua Dudley, who took the circuit. I have more time now for writing, and am kept humble, to think of the respect the people pay to such a poor creature. Lord, what am I, that thou hast brought me so far on my way? Though unwell, I completed my notes from Newton's third volume on the prophecies. I cannot be idle. Friday, 10. I have been employed in writing letters to the preachers. Lord, help me to speak and write to thy glory, and the good of the people I have the charge of. I began reading Comber on ordination. Much pomp was annexed to the clerical order, though plausible in its way. I believe the Episcopal mode of ordination to be more proper than that of presbyters, but I wish there were primitive qualifications in all who handle sacred things. Sunday 12. I preached to the people who came to church at Mr. Bassett's door on Galatians 2, 19. In the afternoon, in the woods, to the most people I ever saw here, and had liberty. Some living emotions appeared amongst the people. We revive again. I had a very different feeling to what I had the last time I was here. I hope we shall yet grow in Dover. Monday 13. I rode to Chop Tank through heavy rain. I purpose for Talbot tomorrow. I had pleasing views of a life devoted to God, and felt determined to set out anew to do the will of the Lord. I spent the afternoon in reading Mark's Gospel, making some notes, and planning my future business. Tuesday, 14. I went to see Brother Hartley under his confinement, who was in jail for preaching, and found him determined to marry. He thought it was his duty before God. I could only advise a delay till he was released from imprisonment. Persuaded him to give bail at court, if not released, as I thought he would have no trial. All that the opposers wanted 
was to prevent his preaching in the county. We thought his imprisonment was illegal, as he had taken the oath in the Delaware State. Thursday, 16. We rode thirty miles yesterday. I am unwell and much dejected, and lament the want of more grace. I rode to R. Williams's and met Brother Petticord, who copied some letters for me. We settled a plan for our next quarterly meeting. I preached on Friday at the Widow Breedy's, and met a person with whom I labored ten months ago to convince her of sin. Preaching is now at her mother's house, and a class of twenty members. I preached on Romans 3, 19-21, and Brother Petticord exhorted. Saturday, 18. I returned to Chop Tank. Glory be to God. This mortal shall put on immortality. Brother Petticord informs me that the B.T.'s oppose stoutly, and also the devil, and a certain W.F., his agent, near Lewistown. Brother Dudley being detained by his father being sick, Brother Cooper is come in his place. Sunday, 19. I went to a people whom I tried near two years ago in vain. Now God is at work among them. Several are under awakenings. Our people going to church, and Mr. M. W.'s coming down, has removed their prejudices. I had great liberty there on Acts 2, 27 through 29. At White's, on Galatians 2, 17 through 19, I had great breathings, and not a desire or thought that tended to evil. Monday, 20. I read thirteen chapters in Revelation, which was part of what should have been read yesterday, but I had not time. I read also about one hundred pages in Comber on the consecrating bishops. It is very well if properly attended to. Read fifty pages in Salmon's Grammar. It is plain to me the devil will let us read always, if we will not pray. But prayer is the sword of the preacher, the life of the Christian, the terror of hell, and the devil's plague. Tuesday, 21. I read a few chapters in the New Testament, and about seventy pages in Salmon's Grammar. Wrote a letter to my dear friend, Mr. G. H. Spent the afternoon in visiting our friends. Wednesday, 22. I am going up into Kent, and then to Lewistown. Have hard trials, inward and outward. I spent this day in writing, and I met Brother Petticord sick of a fever. Thursday, 23. I called at the widow Beecham's, who was sick, but happy in the Lord. She said, I was with my Savior all night. She has been a constant churchwoman, lately brought to seek justification by faith, and is happy in God. I rode to Miss Pillion to be near Williams's on my way to Lewistown. Was happy this day. Friday, 24. Rode to Lewistown. Am ashamed before God, under a sense of what he has done for me, and how unfaithful and unfruitful I am in everything. I rode thirty miles, and on my way called to hear Mr. T., an Episcopal minister. He took care to tell the people— they were not to be converted by thunder and lightning, like enthusiasts, to know the time and place. In short, I could not tell what he would be at, but he was legal to all intents and purposes. I went to Abraham Harris's, the people were met, and Brother Alfrey preached. Afterward I delivered a discourse on Acts 13.26 to an attentive congregation, and found my mind at liberty. Saturday 25 
rode to Mr. Shanklin's near Lewistown, the son of a new light. Sunday, 26. Went to town, preached in the courthouse twice, first on Second Corinthians 4, 2, 3. Afternoon on Psalm 7, 11 through 13. I was alarming, as the people appeared to me to be careless. By the intercession of the friends, I preached at nine o'clock from Mark eight thirty-four, and following verses, to about forty or fifty people. Tuesday, 28. I preached to about fifty or sixty people on Acts twenty-six eighteen. I know not when I was more searching, though but little moving among the people. I was told that Mr. W. proclaimed a fast to let the people know what the Methodists were, and told them we could not be sent and ordained of God, that we must be sent of the devil. I doubt not but souls will be brought to God here. I rode to Shockley's on Wednesday, and preached on Luke thirteen twenty-four through 26 to about fifty people. Had great life. The work of God deepens here, though it is but low with some. I have rode about a hundred miles since this day week, and preached six times to not more than six hundred people. Thursday, 30. Lord, keep me this day. I rose early and preached at Gibson's to about sixty people on Luke twelve thirty-two. Some melting appeared amongst them. I spent the evening with Mr. Thorne, an Episcopal minister. Friday, October 1, 1779. I preached at the Widow Breedy's to about fifty people on First Peter 2, 25. A great melting among the hearers. There is a good work. Here three or four were weeping for pardoning love. They were greatly affected. The work declines at Williams's, but revives here. The Lord doth provoke them to jealousy for their slothfulness and divisions. But I hope they will revive again. Sunday 3 I preached on Second Corinthians 2.11, with some vigor. About two hundred to hear. After this I went to church. Mr. N. L. preached a good sermon on these words. I am determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I rode with haste to the drawbridge, and spoke on Second Peter 1, 20, 21, to about two hundred people. The Lord was with us of a truth. Monday 4. I preached at Furby's on Hebrews 4, 15, 16. Afterward gave an exhortation to the society, and found great fervor among the people. Tuesday 5. I preached at Purden's on Acts 17, 11. Met the society told the people the whole of our intention, and answered all the objections to the preachers and rules to the satisfaction of the serious. Joined three in society, one a young lad, about thirteen, broken-hearted. Wednesday 6. I rode to T. White's. I met the people at E. White's. They appeared to be stirred up, when I told them that they were some of the first fruits of the Spirit in these parts, and that God was reviving His work a little distance off. Thursday 7. I prayed frequently, read the first epistle to the Corinthians. I am kept watchful, and have some holy breathings after God. I received a letter from Brother Ruff. He says the work deepens in the Jerseys. It spreads in this Delaware state, also in Talbot, in Maryland. Friday 8. Brother McClure came over. 
we settled a plan for the next half-year in Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, and Jersey. Our difficulties are great. We have not a sufficient number of proper preachers. Some who are gifted cannot go into all the states, on account of the oaths. Others are under bail and cannot move far. I have not spent this day as I ought, perhaps not one in my whole life. I read eleven chapters in the second of Corinthians, in course. Brother Hartley, being bailed from Talbot Jail, after near three months' imprisonment, came to take Kent in my absence. He preached on, Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Saturday, 9. I went to the Forks and lodged at White Brown's. Sunday, 10. The people had not proper notice at Twyford's. I preached on 1 Peter 1, 8. In the afternoon I preached at Senior Turpin's on Romans 6, 17, 18. About two hundred were at both places, some moving at the latter. Monday, 11. I rose at five o'clock and returned to my study. I want nothing but devotion to God, and to employ each moment for Him. This day I preached at John Cannon's near the chapel, to about three hundred people, on Acts 17.11. They did not understand much, and felt less. I had a smart contest with a man upwards of seventy years of age, deaf to scripture, sense, or reason, yet one that has been sorely afflicted. But age, like the word, if it does not soften, hardens. I returned to White Browns. A few met me. I prayed and gave an exhortation. God was with us. These I call my children. I find my soul feels the good effects of prayer. Oh, what can stand before faith and prayer? Tuesday, 12. We are about to lay a plan to build a chapel at Brown's. I preached the funeral sermon of one Smith. It was thought he had a work of grace on his heart before he died. There were about one hundred people. I spoke loud and long on Matthew twenty-four, forty-four. I hope some felt, and will remember it. Wednesday, 13. I preached at Joseph Turpin's to about 100 people on Luke 13, 23-27. There was a move amongst the people. I met the class, and they were serious. I had a fever, went over to H.K.'s, returned at night, and made a plan for the house in the fork. Next morning I set off at 9 o'clock, called on the way to appoint preaching at a new place. I met with an old man who had strange notions about the Methodists rejecting the ordinances and pulling down the church, whom I endeavored to set right. I came to Joseph Moore's about one o'clock and found myself better after my ride. I am kept through grace and find daily growth therein, and am resolved to spend an hour in devotion before I leave the room each morning. I am more than ever pressed with the weight of my work and the worth of souls. Ah, what is preaching without living to God? It is a daily unction we want, that the word may be like a hammer and fire from our mouths, to break hearts and kindle life and fire. Friday 15 I spoke on 1 Peter 1, 7-4, to about thirty people. It was a blessing to the people. I was a little unwell, did not, could not, employ my time as I wished. I live in hopes God will make me a blessing in this journey, 
after trials and disappointments. I read the epistles to the Philippians and Colossians in the order of reading the Bible through. Saturday, 16. I went to Joshua Moore's and met the society. There were about thirty people. I exhorted for near an hour and spoke closely to the people who are apt to jar about professions. They are too stiff on both sides. Sunday, 17. I preached at George Moore's to about two hundred people on Second Thessalonians 1, 7 through 10. I was assisted to be very alarming, and hope not all in vain. In the afternoon I preached at Joshua Moore's on Romans 6, 20 through 23. Some felt who were not at the morning sermon. Monday, 18. I rose at five o'clock. Lord, help me under all my trials. I address the throne of grace fervently, but cannot be what I want to be, at all times, and in everything. Lord, think upon me for good. I was guided by my own experience, being much tempted, to speak on Hebrews 4, 14-16, and found it was blessed to the serious part of my congregation. Here were about four hundred people. I found several had been greatly tempted, and ready to despair, as if there was no sacrifice for sin. But, blessed be God, we have a high priest. My reading was only the first epistle to the Thessalonians. Days are short, and traveling every day I do very little. End of section 33. Recording by Brian Keenan.